Greetings, fellow Slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted DM, GM, judge, ref, facilitator of fun, AP organizer, MC of the macabre, and bar back to the rage room, Brian. Welcoming you back once again to the show. Before I lead us into the next Carrion Crown episode, I want to remind everybody that they, they can also find this show on YouTube. I don't know if you're interested in watching your fellow favorite hard slingers uh, grind their way through another AP, but Kush is putting us through this, this PC wood chipper known as the Sinister Secret of Salt Marsh. Now, I know it should be populating all, all of our RSS feeds through whatever podcast app you listen to the show on, but I, I don't know if people are actually getting it at times because I don't hear much feedback. Uh, it should be as a season four, but it, it didn't come out that way. I'm sorry. Season three is The Carrion Crown, and if there was going to be a season four, it would be The Sinister Secret of Salt Marsh. So be sure to check for us on YouTube. We can still be pulled up on our favorite podcast app. Don't forget to leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever app you listen to the show on. Also, head on over to Amazon. You can check out that we've got a really nice shirt over there with the podcast logo, which was designed and created specifically for the show by my good brother Samwise Didier, artist Endeavor. My brother, he played uh, the Dragonborn Tyrannus during our season one finale of Writers on the Storm. You can still check out that episode. We have it in the archives on the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. Please don't be a stranger. Feel free to write in the show. And uh, one more thing, make sure you check out our Patreon at <laughs> Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast. Damn, I rarely say that. I'm sorry about that, guys. But uh, yeah, we got different tiers that you could uh, you can actually get that shirt without having to go through Amazon. We will send it directly to you. So be sure to check that out. Now, warm up your dice and top off your glass as the Roll the Hard 20 podcast presents episode 37 of our Carrying Crown run-through. Welcome to Leopardstad. Damn, Nick, test. right on, without even asking. Test. 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 Oh, you're going to be funny, huh? <laughs> sure you don't want to just take that right off the post? <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Are we ready? I am ready. I'm Greetings, fellow Slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast, episode 37 of our Carrying Crown run-through. I am your trusted DM, Brian, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah. Yeah. So, level five. Feels good, man. Yeah? Let's hear it. Anybody want to tell me what you got, or you want to wait till the moment of discovery? Uh, I can tell you what time Rick's got. Okay. He got one more attack. That's that's about it, actually. That's it? (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Nick? What did Erwin get? Uh, since he's only a level four monk, he only got ability score improvement and what is this? Did you go for the dex? Fix that AC uh, problem? Slow fall. Slow fall? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you get something at level four in addition to ability score improvement? Yeah. Fucking monks, man. Yeah, shit. Doctor. He's going to surprise you. Okay. Ooh. I like to hear that. And you said Talos, you're going to wait on that one? Oh, Talos, 
There's, a, there's just AKA so many spells to, I, to surprise you with. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> AKA Eric yeah. forgot. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> 10 more wild shapes. Surprise myself. I uh, know. I got I to gotta find, because it's that weird homebrew one. I got to find it. But no, don't worry I, about no, me. It's level five. You should, it's third level spells. Yeah. So but I just want to make sure because, <laughs> well, because he's, um, he's a cleric. So at five, don't they start getting? They get their. It's uh, level five is for most casters is just third level spells. Oh, okay. It's and like uh, proficiency. Huge, huge bonus. Yeah. You also get. Yeah. Five. Proficiency. That's easy. And health is easy. But. Yeah. Alst, yeah. what'd you get? You want to surprise I got, me as uh, well or? Provinci- uh, proficiency and third level spells. So <laughs> need to know, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're on a need to know basis. Spells are always need to know basis. They're they're for You'll know when I cast them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Talos. I got the wrong sheet up. But you planned a night. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Quick, put the wig on Tonrex. <laughs> <laughs> I and I am here for Talos. <laughs> oh, hello. I and I have the book for the Valentine Eye. Talos. After inquiring with a few selective denizens of the city, you eventually find yourself standing before a fine townhouse in the center of Lebedstad. After knocking on the door, a silver-haired woman in her 60s answers, and after a brief discussion, you present to her what had been pressed into your custody by a dead man, the manual of the Order of the Palatine Eye. You are then invited into the residence of Judge Embreth Deramid. The modest dwelling has several knickknacks and pieces of art. Though simple in design, you can tell that the pieces she has surrounded herself with must be worth a fortune. And she looks at you, book in her hand that you presented, and says, forgive my memory, I, I must be getting dotty in my old age. But what did you say your name was? My name is uh, Talos, I was a student of the professor's. Is that how you, you knew Petros? And she's, she looks at you with these icy blue eyes as you converse with her. I, I believe it's fair to say that's how we knew each other. We spent, I mean, I spent more time with them than I guess the usual student. We'd be involved in research, but again, student teacher. You know, I seem to remember back in a time I, I had the privilege of meeting one of Petros's former students. I haven't, I haven't seen him since, and I'm sorry, but I believe I've forgotten his name. Do you perhaps remember what he looked like? Hmm. Make a an insight check. <laughs> nope. So what? She just, she looks at you, kind of spacey, and she, I, you know, it, it has been so long, I, I know that he was favored to wearing black, but then again, it was, a, it was a dinner engagement, and he brought him along, and I, you, know, you, you must be exhausted from your travels. I'm, I'm sorry to, to go off on a tangent. Where was it you said you traveled from again? Yeah, yes, I came all the way from Ravengrove, which is where the professor had uh, found a new place to settle. Hmm. Yeah, as I was saying, you, you must be exhausted. Uh, but I must know, how did Petros die? He was, um, <laughs> wasn't the best way to go. He was crushed to death. Oh, my word. Were you with him when he died? 
no. Uh, I think it'd be fair to say if uh, anyone was with him, he could have potentially lived. If only he had a doctor. <laughs> um, he did have a doctor, and I, I don't think he helped the problem. She starts to, to turn her head away a little bit, starts to get a little moist in the eyes, thinking about the professor's death. It's almost as though she probably had a, a deeper relationship with him than just a customary, hi, how you doing, Petros kind of thing. <laughs> she takes a deep breath and she looks back at you, and this time you see her eyes sharpen into focus, and that dotty demeanor completely vanishes, and she says, so you alone brought this book all the way from Ravengrow back to me. Why? It was what the professor willed. You know, he was a man of his word, even unto death. When he originally borrowed this, these tomes from the university and from myself, he assured me that should death take him before he had an opportunity to bring these back, that he would find a way to have them returned. Seems that way was me. Does this mean that you've returned the other tomes to Dr. Montagli Crowell at the university? I cannot say for sure. Uh, I have a number of companions, and they should be arriving shortly. Well, Petros left me an iron box with the residuals of to be dispensed whoever brought back these books, all of the books. Okay. I'm sure you understand that I should have been the last person along your delivery route. That makes sense. Um, unfortunately, we did split up for uh, the journey back. I thought it was only fair that I stopped by here as soon as I arrived to ensure that the book was not lost somewhere within the city. You split up with your companions? Correct. And they were okay with splitting up the tomes? I believe so. I'm not sure that they paid too much mind to that. I don't know how to read into that, Talos. Well, we were told that the books would need to be split anyway. I don't think we were too worried about keeping the books together in one place. I see. Talos, have you looked within this tome? She runs her finger across the purple cover along the golden scarab with the eye in the center of its back, and her finger traces down to the triangular lock. Mm-hmm. You, you knew what kind of colleagues and friends the professor had. You must know that I've already checked through the contents of this. So you have looked through it then? That is correct. And you know the name of this particular tome? Yes, I believe it's the uh, tone of the Palantine Eye. That is what it belongs to. Hmm. This particular book is called Kupa Hetef. Do you mind spelling that? Of course, Talos. <laughs> the K-H-U is K. <laughs> ba, second word, B-A. Oh, good. I was starting with a T. Oh, Lord, <laughs> me. There is a T, but it's in the second. It's in the third word. It's H-E-T-E-P-H. It means seek and you shall find. It's rooted in our belief 
that it's not just the society's endless search for knowledge and enlightenment, but also the pervasiveness of the group's influence and members' commitment to aid one another. She reaches into the folds of her clothes and produces a key with a triangular shaft with several divots all along the, the shaft of this. This key will unlock great knowledge and great power. And I sense a great desire in you. I sense it emanating from you. Please come back when you have completed your task. I'll be sure to do so. Uh, and then before I go, can I, if it's out there, can I take a look at the, um, that iron chest or, or, or whatever she was talking about? She didn't produce it. She, didn't she produce just it? said that he left it behind. Okay. Then after that, Talos will leave and... Get the fuck out of here, Talos! Go on, I was <laughs> shouting through the door. I'm already out. Beat it, elf. My fellow heroes. So, you have ridden in the back of this wagon, this canvas-covered wagon, with Prince Czar for the last several hours on your way to Lepidstad. You see him in this seven-foot-long black grub with a head on top of it. Kind of noodles his way up to all of you guys are sitting there. So how's everybody feeling? Y'all at the new level. Feeling good? <laughs> feeling like level five. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're going to be at Lippetstab pretty soon. You got any questions? Everybody feeling good after the, how you felt last time? Uh, I feel invigorated. I, I think I've learned a new, uh, couple new healing spells. That's great. That spot of enema, all that shit's gone from you? Yes. Uh, luckily, that's, that's all past. Uh, but uh, I'm just excited to get into a new town and uh, see who needs help from the good old doctor. We're going to be there soon enough. Caleb had sent word. Yeah, I already said that. <laughs> As he finishes talking, the... You can feel the wagon start to slow down and come to a stop. A few moments later, you see Caleb Hess part the canvas at the back of the wagon. And he looks at the four of you and he says, We should be over the lesser Mortray Bridge shortly. Once we get through the entrance portal, we can take you as far as the entertainment district. But for your own safety from the other gilded entertainers, it would be advisable for us to part ways before we enter the district. Understood, Caleb. He closes the canvas. The wagons move for another maybe 500 yards and begin to queue up in a line of other wagons that are trying to get across the bridge into the city. Let me open up this map here. The bridge you're crossing is over there in the northeastern area. Where's those bobcaps at? That's north up that way. That's a lot of north. <laughs> Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, this yeah. gate right here? Yes, that's it. So you can hear Caleb talking with one of the centurions that are guarding the gates, explaining exactly why they're coming into the city and how long they'll be there for and what their purpose is. 
After a few moments, the wagons start moving again. Moves west along this large road for about maybe 300 feet, and then it makes a left, heading south down a road. Goes for about, I don't know, maybe 500 feet. Turns to the west, and then all of his wagons stop. And he says, we are getting close to the entertainment district. It is time for us to say goodbye. Well, thanks for the ride, Caleb. Appreciate it. Do you know where the, the trial is happening? I would imagine it's being held in the Leopardstead Courthouse, the center of the city. Okay, do you know how to get there? We've never, I don't think any of us have ever been here before. Follow the main road we just were going down. Continue going south till you get to a hub in the middle of the road. And then take one of the roads going west. The next hub will be near the courthouse. All right, well, thank you. We appreciate the ride. We appreciate your help. We wish you the best of luck. Goodbye. Sorry about your dead sister. (laughs) (laughs) You see off in the distance, or the direction that the caravan's heading, you see all kinds of performers all along the road. You see fire eaters and animal tamers and other freaks that are similar to the ones that you were traveling with, with the crooked kin. You see all manner of, of magic on display. People trying to apply their wares to everybody that's, that's wandering around. One of the things that you notice is that the city is just a firehouse of, of people all over the place. It's, it's a very lively city, almost an entire carnival atmosphere all around. It's just completely blanketed the city. You hear people yelling right next to you through cupped hands and screaming at you. burgers of Leopardstad, rejoice. The beast has been captured. Let him burn in the punishing man. <laughs> you know, they're just going crazy. The rest of Caleb's caravan continues going west along the road they had originally taken, leaving you guys right at the corner of that one street that goes south or west. Um, what... What time is it now? It's probably about almost two o'clock, I would say. Because it took you a couple hours to get up this way. Do we know what... I'm just asking everyone at the table, too. Do we know what day it is and when the execution's happening? I don't mm, think so. Yeah, I don't no, think I think so. we just no. knew it was going to happen It was going to happen, okay. All you know is that it seemed as though everybody that was getting mobile in Ustalov was trying to get there before this thing happened. Or certainly before it's... It came to a conclusion. We can always ask around. Yeah, yeah that's what I figured we'd do. Um, so at this this corner we're at, it looks like there's uh, uh, one large building. Does that happen to be an inn or a bar? No, most of these out this way seem like residents or okay. smaller shops. Well, Probably not the main area of the city. Yeah, then I figure we just walk our way into the main area. The city is... Uh, With fucking T-1000 trailing behind us. Yeah, right. I was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> Sad we haven't uh, disguised him at all, so I'm sure he'll get tons of looks. Or they leave us alone. One or the 50, other. 50-50. Yeah. I, and muscle. I can disguise. 
<laughs> turns into himself. <laughs> I and I would become I. I could technically turn into myself and this guy's self is Talos. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I think we should just head down to the main hub, ask around down there. Yeah, so we're at a crossroads here. Uh, I think we're supposed to head south. I think so. Yeah. So but, I mean, both roads technically head south, so... Because none of us know this town. Because, uh, Alice, you never came through this town, right? Not through the town. Um, you said the streets were crowded with people. Um, which way does do people look like they're heading the most? I mean, if they're heading towards the, the town center, I mean... They, a lot of people at this point are already... They're just milling around. They're moving in and out of the pedestrian traffic along the roads. It seems like whoever is here is is been here or is already here. People that are coming into the city are crossing that bridge, and they start mingling in with the crowds. It doesn't really look like anybody's going in a particular direction. Hmm. Do you want to make an insight check or anything? Yeah, why not? I'll help her. Uh, like, we'll yeah. Try and see which way the people are milling. Erwin. Yeah. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Doc. You know, Nineteen. Little... Who are you? You're Tonrex still, yeah, right? Yeah, 12. 12? 6. 6? Not very good. Doc, the only thing you could tell right now is that everyone that passes you by or standing on corners, they're talking about the trial. That's all they're talking about. They're t- people are conversing about like, yeah, I can't wait to see that fuck a burn. Burning that punishing man thing. And you hear somebody saying off to the side as they pass by, I hear the, f- the trial's first day detailed a long list of crimes against that beast three of which are to be used as the basis of his execution. The other guy's like, yeah, man, he's going to burn alive. There's no way. They've been stacking up that giant pyre for days. For days. There's, it's, they put it right in front of the courthouse. Why would they do that if they didn't think the guy was already guilty? You hear other people laughing just deep into their ales, laughing about this guy, this barrister named Gustav Capel. And what a stuttering fool he is. And they, they can't believe that this is the guy that's going to defend the beast. That he can barely get a sentence out without stuttering or stammering. And how the prosecutor, Otto Heiger, is just going to eat this dude alive. I was just imagining the familiar being the prosecutor. Yeah, yeah you, even... <laughs> what's that? I was imagining Talos as familiar being the prosecutor. <laughs> With this thick the German r- r- accent. Wrong, wrong, yeah. Even the kids are laughing about this. But even as you're walking along, you, you occasionally hear older people or less inebriated people say, you know, but we really don't know he's guilty. I mean, we've heard stories of all these terrible things he's done, but we've we've heard good things, too. I mean, what about that couple he saved just a few months back from that, that animal attack? Yeah, he got those kids out of that tree, too. You know, knocked the fucking tree down and broke their legs, but he got them down. Police academy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop the counts, right? (laughs) So as you take all this in, you know that this place, this whole place, seems very much alive. And as you're taking all this in, it's brought to a sharp clarity that you're just not here for a trial, though. You're here for a purpose. There was a purpose for coming to Leopardstad. Watch the Burning Man. Punishing Man. Punishing get a, man. Get it right. 
Burning Man's completely different. We're not here for free sex or drugs. <laughs> I mean, we are, but... Well, what are you guys here for? <laughs> Why are you guys here in Leopardstadt? Here to see the university. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What are we here for? Books, man. We yeah. fucking love books. The, there you go. I thought we were going to the university. Oh. To return mind. books. To return books. We got, yeah. we have we got overdue, overdue library. library books. I know we had the books, but there's something else. So, you guys are about midway down that eastern road heading south. Tell us where you are when you exit the judge's house. Mm-hmm. It's right here. Okay. Just to the southwest of the hub of town. Okay. And you would have seen all this stuff because there's only one way into the city, and that's across the, the bridge that spans the Lesser Mortray River. Hmm. I mean, uh, Telus would probably, after this point, go to the university. And he would know how to get there. Yeah. Yes. So uh, he would go to see if people have arrived yet, uh, and then... Sit like a puppy dog outside? Yeah. <laughs> if you, it, no, not wait, but see if you guys had already arrived. Um, and then if if not, let's see. Maybe meander for a little bit, but then he'd probably come back to the hub. Well, to the extreme south of town, mm-hmm. that is where the university is. Okay. It accompanies all these buildings right here. Mm-hmm. Some of the peripheral smaller buildings are more probably administration buildings, clerk type things, maybe lodging for visitors. Right, the hostel. <laughs> Dorm rooms. Butcher shop. Commons. So what would you four like to do? Where would you like to go? Uh, well, the doctor just wants to pretty much just... Um, uh, I know I have to go to the university, but at this point I am curious about this big pyre they're building in front of City Hall. The punishing there. Yes. I would like to at least see that. Be a tourist for a minute before I get back to business. Okay. Well, you know where it's at. Stop and ask for directions. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to make our... Well, I'm going to make my way there. So are you guys going to split up then? I don't think splitting up would be a good idea. In a yeah, let's, city. Just, let's just go to the town center. We'll just please the dock and... And head to the town center. <laughs> Figured we would ask for directions Maybe get a, to get closer. Get a turkey leg, some cotton candy, <laughs> some elote, some <laughs> corn out in the carnival. Some horchata. Horchata? Damn, you had me a horchata. Let's go. <laughs> so you guys travel west along this road. You see more buildings, odd structures. Make a either an investigation check or a history check. Erwin. Four. Doc. 17. Tell. 21. Tonrex. Sorry. <laughs> I almost said tell us. Tonrex. 21. 21. Oust. 10. 10. Oust and Erwin, you guys are walking along, following behind the doc who's leading the way, and, and Tonrex, you're bringing up the rear. And both the doc and Tonrex, as you guys are walking, you notice that the that the structures that you're passing by seem to be getting older the closer you get towards the center of town. Hmm. Almost as though the town was built and then added on to. Mm-hmm. We're an old town now. Yeah. So you continue to make your way down this western road. You see that the even though the buildings are older, they're still well kept. 
you know, they're, they look sturdy, they look powerful. They start having a sense of history about them and the stones and the, the cement between them or the dry mud, everything that, that's been built about these things. And you hit one of the main spokes and you can see further down this large spoke past all the people, everybody that's gathered within the, the roads and stuff. And you see this large, towering, 30-foot construct just standing right in the middle of this, this circular hub. And as you get closer, you can tell that this whole thing is erected out of cut timber. These large pieces of wood, the chest itself is hollow, almost like it's been made into a cage out of wood. You see at, at its feet, you see kindling stacked against it. You see children stacking more. You see some kids playing next to it, singing songs about the punishing man. You see adults who are drinking hard spirits and then they throw like half of their glass, you know, pull one out for the petrol. Pouring some onto the onto the wood, soaking it even more. There's just laughing and having a great time. This has really become a huge thing in this city. Well, this must be the punishing man. <laughs> Heard so much about, and then at this point, are we? So are, are we here? No, you're deeper. We're in here. Uh, well, this is where the punishing man is. Okay. Right here. You guys are probably about midway down this. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so we're. So you could definitely there. see it's it's standing there, just yeah. And everyone's excited for it, right? Yeah, but there appears to be a large, um, spacious area in front of the building, on the northern portion of that hub. Does it have a Kodak moment sign next to it? No, it really doesn't, but it is, it's three stories, it's, but it's squat, and it just looks, it looks powerful. It's got narrow windows, almost as though it was probably at one point used for something else, but do you see above it, courthouse impressed into the, the fascia above the door. Okay, well, well, we made our way down here, I saw what I wanted to see, and this whole trial interests me, but... I guess we should finish finish up our business first before we uh, find something else to entertain ourselves with. So let's ask around and get some directions to the university. I'm going to stop and get a churro real quick. Anyone else want a churro? I and I will take a churro. <laughs> <laughs> Churros all around. I'll take a bucket of popcorn, <laughs> I went candy to... apple. No, it's capple. Capple? Capple. <laughs> Gust, Gustav Kappel. Done it, done. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, as I would assume none of us know still of our direction, uh, stop by someone on the street and ask them if they know where the university is. Okay, there's plenty of people. Just, just. Hey, you. Hey. Run them through with two inches of steel. One churro in my hand. Hey. Seven foot tall ant looking motherfucker. Just, where's the university? I'm six foot 14 inches. That's seven foot two, you idiot. Oh, <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. Um, yeah, what's it got? Oh, my. What, what can I do for you? Uh, we got a little turned around. Uh, do you mind pointing us in the right direction to the university? Yeah. Hey, Tommy. You see some fat, balding dude hobble over? What's up? They, they don't know where the university is. What's up? Uh, Sousal. 
We're going south. Just take. You gonna eat that? Uh, I break a little piece for him. Yeah, and... Let's go down one of the south spokes. It's a big cloister of buildings. Gray as fuck. Stupid people study there. They think they're smart. They're smart. Yeah. Speaking of which, you seem like you need a doctor. I know a great doctor for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you going to be here for the trial? First day, they, they did pretty good. I just start walking away. <laughs> start <Water>. heading south. <laughs> Rude. All right, Doc. Come on, guys. Right. And then as we're walking past two, actually, the doctor wants to, to ask anyone around. I um, uh, heard about the, the first day. What, the, the second day of trial, what time does that start? Uh, it starts at 7 o'clock. It only goes to noon, though. It's only 7 to, seven to noon. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Alice, did you find that? Uh, oh, you did. Okay. We head south. You missed a good first day, though. Good first fucking day. That prosecutor, he lit that Gustav up. That poor bastard, he's stuttering all over himself, slobbering down his shirt. He's fucking lost. He ain't gonna be making it. I hope there's room for two people in that punishing man. He's gonna wanna kill himself in there. House is already like two houses down. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, the, voice, the voice Brian is doing, I've, I've met way. <laughs> Friends and other people at the bar I've met. I know that voice way too well. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> Good luck with you. Yeah. Well, we'll catch you next time. So they go back to milling about themselves and having a good time. And Where do you guys want to go? Uh, we're heading south, south down south. the biggest road there. Okay. Yeah. So we're heading down. So the one that's going, you know that that road, from what you can tell... Over all the people, especially you, Oust, you're like eight foot two or whatever. You can see that this Keep road running. is a clear shot. At the end all of the session, you're going to be ten six. Ten This session, you're going to be standing a chance. You know it goes, it's, you can see it goes all the way down, pretty much to the end of the city, which is from where you are, it's probably about another 1,500 feet. Well, all right, so yeah, we make our way down the road. Um, just keep going. We find a little, uh, I guess, roundabout. And after that, we see a bunch of gray buildings that look like a university grounds. Yeah, they all look, it looks about two-story tall all across the board, uniform in height. You see that they, although the, the layout has some wild geometry to it, they all end at the same height. You get the idea that this is probably the university that maybe you're not entering from the entrance at this point. So there's no sign saying, welcome to... <laughs> no. No. Make are, a, there, are there any signposts? Go owlbears. No, Go make, owl a, bears. make a history <laughs> check. Oust. 11. Tonrix. 15. Ooh. Doc. 17. There we go. Erwin. 15. Oh, so you've probably never been in a city like this in your life. But as for the other three of you, you know that Leopardstad is known for the university and that the town was built around it, built because of this, this facility. 
So it's probably highly unlikely they're going to have signs and stuff. It's known for this. Fucking Ivy Leaguers. Yeah. <laughs> so you see that there's people milling about the, the grounds. Of all the places that you've passed by in Leopardstead, there are way fewer drunk people here. There's people that are not mingling, or wandering around here. It's almost as though this is a place of respect. Fucking nerds. <laughs> there you go, nerds. Neat. Um, well, I, I don't see any particular way to get in here. Should we just walk around and... Well, let's say it has sidewalks. Let's just kind of cruise around. Cruise around. <laughs> just make your run. Make a run. I'm trying to see if I can find... You're trying to see. <laughs> I'm trying to flip through this. Thing. Uh, okay, are there there. any young people walking by wearing um, UOL sweatshirts or something that I can jump them and then make <laughs> myself look like a student? You do notice though. You have to take your off your mask. That the majority of the people that are that are wandering around on campus all appear to be human though. Like ninety five percent of them are nice. human. You occasionally you'll see an elf or. Or a gnome, or something, something like that, wandering around, not alone. I mean, they they're with groups and oh, stuff. So it's like a real university. Yeah. No diversity. Okay. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, we remember if Talos said to meet us anywhere specific within the university, or just to meet him there? Well, I would assume it's at the library because we're bringing the books back. But fucking nerd. Yeah. None of us. We, if he didn't run into us, then he'd probably be dead. And I also said I could, I, I'd find you. Yeah, but if he doesn't find us, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. probably dead. No, but he'll find us. <laughs> I got hope in him. Roll a D one hundred Talos. Okay, the hundred part of this dice. Is Alos coming out? Fifty five. Fifty five. Doc, why don't you roll a D one hundred too? Sixty two. As you're scanning the university grounds, you notice to the west, you see what appears to be an elf walking. But he doesn't look like he's a student of the university. In fact, it looks much like your old companion walking this direction as well, parallel to the direction you're walking. Talos, is that you? Okay, it's close enough. Uh, uh, Yeah, Talos will turn and he just like throws up... uh, his hand, and then uh, Otto flies over that way, and then he'll, he'll come over and join. Well, this is quite coincidental. Uh, I thought I'd have to look, work a little bit harder to find the rest of you. I don't know if you noticed. Is I'm like seven, seven, ten. Yes, that's a slight. <laughs> I'm seven, ten. I stick out. Yeah, it's true. I look up two feet to make eye contact <laughs> with Oust. Great in a chicken fight. <laughs> <laughs> we were worried about you, buddy. Uh, everything uh, worked out in the end, so, uh, well, we're fine. Do you have that letter still, by the way? I do. Has it been ten days? No. Damn it. Do you, do you mind if I see that? I'll give it back to him. Right. I rip it up. <laughs> Make it turn into flames. Yeah, just rip it up. Combust. So that your group is back together. How do you want to progress? I still got questions for Talos. But we're Where all the really, fuck were Yeah. Well, we're we're all fuck, really man? busy, aren't we? We need to see Crowl. Return some books to the library. 
Yeah, but you just... Let's back up a little You just pieced out in the middle of the night. Pump the brakes, homie. I thought it was all very carefully detailed in my letter. Yeah, but did you find what you were looking for? Uh, more or less. Um, and I, you know, I was able to make my way back here. You are able to make your way back here. I think, um, you know, all's well that ends well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you say that, but I mean, Tonrax here has been doing a pretty good job, so. I and I fit in. Yay. I mean. <laughs> the fifth beetle. <laughs> <laughs> as, far, as far as our mentality goes, physically, we like to have a normal adventurer. No offense, Tonrax. <laughs> and he's been gone for days. Not like hours. He's been gone for like, yeah, it's like five six days. days five, yeah, six so days. That's why I said, yeah. where the fuck were you? Because <laughs> yeah. it, it took three days to get up here, and you guys stayed in, in Raven Grove for, what, like two, two or three days? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's been like yeah, six Because where did you disappear? We just woke up. We stayed in the cabin. We woke <laughs> yeah. up. Where the fuck is Talos? Yeah, it was like a... Dear John letter on the fucking bridge. It wasn't even a Dear John letter. It was, I must go. And he basically <laughs> left you guys me. to deal with the lopper by yeah, yourselves. I yeah. know. That's he okay. betrayed you. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it was a betrayal. Should I get the initiative tracker back now? <laughs> no. Tundrick switches no, sides. We, 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 all, we all felt it, was a, it, was, it had to be a just decision for you to leave. But your note didn't explain it enough. Uh... Uh, I, I can't say more than, than what was in the note. I needed to come here a little bit sooner uh, than we were going to get here. Uh, and I wasn't sure that uh, I would make it back uh, alive. And I saw no reason that uh, the three of you should meet the same fate. Hmm. What about he the fate with the Whopper? just left us to <laughs> die in the prison. <laughs> uh, I thought you had a better chance there. It was rough, though, but at least, gods be praised, we're all reunited with no help from you. <laughs> it's understood. <laughs> so, it's, you guys are good with that? You guys are okay with that? I guess. I have I'll no, s- I personally have no qualms. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> or Erwin or, or will, like, hold a slight grudge against Talos I think for a foreseeable do. future. Yeah. Make an inside check, Erwin. Not 20. Ooh. Oh, the hard 20. He looks a little lighter in the, the shit he's carrying. Maybe he's lost a few pounds, something in his possession, perhaps. Yeah. Does he look, like, clean and he's been staying in a nice place for a while? No, not at all. He looks just as ragged as the rest of you. <laughs> oh, good. Only okay. he didn't have Prince Zarda right. help him out. <laughs> it's true. But the wagon still stands. But well, at least he doesn't. He's not like at least he's still covering shit like the rest of us. So <laughs> yeah, he has not s- taken a bath or anything like that. All right, come on. Where's the Where's the library? Let's go. It's It's this way. Then I point towards Crowl. Right, Crowl's. Uh... Well, you you head towards the uh, the antiquities section of the university, and oh. you. I'm sorry. They don't have like a shuttle wagon. Or they just like <laughs> no. They just have no. wagons. They're all hoofing it here, man. They're all hoofing it. So, Talos, you, you know that you have to go to the workshop, which is in this antiquities section. And as you enter, you notice that it's slowly being cleaned by a few people. And it looks as though you could tell right away that something has just tore ass through this place. I mean, the shelves are busted. 
a lot of the the pedestals that held statuettes have been knocked down. You can see that there's certain uh, paintings that have been ripped off the wall, uh, other tapestries that have been shredded down. The whole place just looks in shambles. And you see that these guys, although a lot of the smaller debris is, is being cleaned up and stuff, it's probably going to take a little time for these, these four people to finish repairing it. One of the guys looks up and he, he notices the five of you. And he says, uh, is there something I can do for you? We're, you're kind of entering a, a work zone here. What happened here? Okay, Ant-Man. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't know. I was just called in. University said, head on over to the, uh, to the workshop in the library and uh, get repairing over there. It's like something try to break its way out. And you hear somebody from the, the far side, deeper within the confines of the building, scream back, what's going on out there? I and I am very busy in here. What's going on out there? And you see this Todd old, Rex, like, runs. You see this old man <laughs> kind of hobbling down, and he sees the five of you, and he sees this mechanized entity running towards him, and he, he takes a step back momentarily, and he's like, ah. I and I don't believe this. How are you? How are you still operational? Uh, I and I have only been operational for five days. He's like walking around you, looking at you up and down. Puts his hand against the the dome of your head and sees that dent right over your eye. Oh. But all the things that happened to you, they. You don't look too good, though, no? What are you no. doing back here? No, but my I and I speech is just fine. I and I can see that. <laughs> Hear that. Uh, uh, last I remember, uh, some boulder hit my cranium, and then uh, uh, years later, I, I do not remember how many at this point, uh, I was awoken by this group. We will talk at length. Go stand in the corner. No one puts eye and eye. puts eye He's <laughs> reunited with the sun. All right, go get in the fucking corner. He like goes in straight to the corner. I told you to be back before the lights come out. <laughs> he looks at... 50 years ago. <laughs> 50 years ago. <laughs> he looks at the four of you after he sends Tonrex away and he says, What are you doing here at the university? We're looking for Kral. I am Professor oh, Montagne Kral. I, I never had the pleasure of uh, taking your class while I was here, but uh, we have uh, a number of books to return to you from uh, a fellow colleague from Lorimer. Petros Lorimer. And how is the old man doing? Dead. Yes, the doctor did not put it delicately, but he's not doing well. Prognosis. Dead. <laughs> he, he hangs his head down. You can see at the top of his head just all these liver spots, and he almost seems to, to crumple with the weight of this information. I and I am very sorry to see my friend no longer with us. He was saying that you had something for me, no? That we do. Yes, we had uh, three books or so. I don't know, tell us. You tell us. Um, <laughs> any of the books for Crowl uh, you had? Four books? 
That's right. Four. Oh, yeah. Someone. You had two. No, I didn't have two. Doctor had two. Oh, Doctor had two. Now, I don't remember <laughs> the individual books and who had what. Yeah. Yeah, good I just question. know all the dark ones the doc wanted to take. Wasn't that like cut limbs or something? <laughs> the art of No, that was out limbs. of the that was out of the professor's no. personal library. So yeah. we we don't have to worry about the, the names of the books right now though. But he says, uh, well if you would be so good as to bring them to the back back into the into the library, that would be most helpful. And he leads you through the workshop. It goes down about 20 feet and opens into a, this circular room. And you could tell right away that the majority of the damage that happened to this place happened in this room. You see a lot of the books have been knocked over. There's all kinds of, of shit that has gone sideways. You see that there's a an auditorium in the center of this circular room that sinks down about five feet. You also see that there's uh, around that circular indentation that there are railings that ring it in an elevated fashion as though somebody would be giving a lecture in the center of this room and to the students that would be watching. And he says, I'm sorry for the mess that, that this place is, is presenting to itself. I'm afraid that this is the place where the beast was captured at. What, what exactly was he doing here? I, and I don't know, but it seemed as though he was stuck in this place, but he broke through all the doors. He ripped all the books off the shelves. He busted all the banisters and all the other things. And when the guards came, due to the alarm that was set, they, they saw him just standing there, looking lost. Did, did he go peacefully after the guards came for him? Or? He put up a bit of a struggle. I, I was told by the by the guards, but it wasn't with a lot of heart. He eventually went peacefully. Do you know why they call him the beast? You have never seen the beast, though. No? We haven't. We saw the giant furnace that they're planning to put him in. Punishing you. <laughs> <laughs> he is an amalgamation of many different pieces and parts that have been somehow constructed together. Is this Frankenstein's monster? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, God. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there a... We know the, the first day of the trials already happened. Is We know second day starts tomorrow, but is there any way, uh, casual observance? I would like to study this man just as, as a man of science. I'd like to meet him. Is that something we can perhaps arrange for another day? And I don't think that would be possible. It would be believed that you would have to talk to his public defender, the barrister Gustav Kapel. Yes, that is the correct answer. Nobody can see his client because he is currently being held in the jail below the courthouse. Mm. He is in the custody of Leopardstadt. Gustav is? The beast. The beast. Oh, the beast is. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's me, sir. Where, where, uh, where could I find Gustav? Just, just in case, want to stop by and have a chat. He would be at the courthouse. Maybe when we're done here, head over to the courthouse. If anyone else is interested, as I look around to the rest of the party. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind after we return the books. I mean, yeah. we just returned the books, so he's fine to me. I believe there was a little uh, exchange. <laughs> well, uh, just go ahead and put the books on the on the table right over there. That that would be fine. Also. As we're uh, yeah, as we're doing that, I want to ask uh, Professor, what what type of lectures do you host in this this lectern? I and I don't give any more lectures. I my tenure here is over. I stay here to keep the antiquities well taken care of and make sure the workshop is is functional and everything else from that is in our historical collection is well preserved. But all manner of lectures are held here from all the different cabinet members. By any chance, is there, is there a list of the classes held here with the professors or students enrolled? Uh, I and I would not be privileged to that. You'd have to go to the administration's office. It's fucking admins. Well, at least that's a start. Make a, uh, as you guys lay the books down, make a perception check. Oof. Talos. 21. Doctor. 11. Oust. 9. 9. Or 11. One. 11. You guys are just putting the books down, but Talos, you notice that right next to the table is a pedestal. And you see some figurines have been smashed and whatnot. But in the center of this 14 inch diameter pedestal, there appears to have been something that was there that is not there. There's no pieces of it around. Uh, but you do notice that there's like a, a white ceramic powder of where this, this thing was laying. Or whatever was here was sitting there. Uh, let's take a sample of the white powder. Alleged cocaine, whatever it could be. <laughs> take a little test sample. Wouldn't hurt to try it. Let me, let me, it let me try blue. a little bit. It turned blue. <laughs> Uh, uh, we go 70s cop style. Yeah, my teeth went numb. It's good. Yeah. Um, and then after taking a sample, I want to bring it up to the prof- professor and say, uh, Professor Kral, it looks like something was missing over here. Did the beast take it? You know, ironically, that appears to be the only thing that was taken by the beast. It was the uh, statue known as the sea sage effigy and it's it has no nothing special about it but it it is unique in its own way um as uh talos is collecting that sample do i see i mean my i didn't pass perception check but do i see him collecting kind of hold it up by any chance tell us how how are you dealing with this powdery substance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rail it. (laughs) Probably get basically a sample from my finger and then put it into like a, um, sorry, take take a sample with my finger and then put it into like a vial that is within my component pouch and then put it, put that away. Okay. Well, he did not notice you. Okay. And he rolled with advantage because he knows the area so well. Mm -hmm. I rolled two twos. (laughs) You were looking as a, at an investigation for something else to see if you saw the, that that thing was missing. You didn't look to see unless he didn't make a point of hiding what he was doing. 
No, I wanted to see if by any chance. I know I failed the perception, so I didn't see it. Okay. But after he put it. In but that the was what the perception check was for, though. I know, but that's why I'm asking if there's by any chance if I can roll to see that he collected a white powder. Yes. Since I have a vial of white powder on me. Yes. Before. Okay. Ooh. Coincidental. Shit. <laughs> no, didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to it later. <laughs> so you collect this white powdery residue. Mm-hmm. It feels very fine, but it doesn't feel like sand. It feels mm-hmm. almost like a like a glass or a ceramic feel to it. You put it in the, your little vial, tuck it away, and Crowell basically explains that it was just a statue, and it's you know nothing super ornate about it, but it is unique in the fact that it's the only one that he's ever seen, but it appears to be gone. Do you believe that the beast took it, or do you think someone else took it? He doesn't, the well, it, it was here before the beast got captured, and now it's gone. Okay. So, Professor, um, is that what the beast is being accused of? I mean, why is there such a huge trial? Like, what is he actually being accused of? Oh, no, that was just what he got caught for. He's accused of murdering eight people in the village of Moast. He's accused of killing seven children in Hugstack. And he's accused of attacking Cobb Island and killing the doctor and all of the patients. And uh, I think only one person survived there, but he is blind. Hmm. You say he's blind? The survivor is, yes. Oh, Blind now or blind before? Like blind because of the attack or blind like just like for the rest of his life? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think the beast did that, though. Very bad. <laughs> well, for someone who's convicted a lot of murders, why would he be at a university? I, and I don't know. That is that is strange. You hear something break in the other room, and one of the construction guys curses something. He says, I and I will be right back. Uh, I, I'll be back. And so he goes back into the workshop area and basically leaves you guys alone in this, this area. Okay. Do you have, sorry, do you have a quick description of the area again to refresh my memory? It sounds like it's just it like sound, a, a it, circular library kind of thing with a lectern in the middle of it. Hmm. I'm, just, yeah, I'm trying to think of like things that we could be looking at. Imagine this is the... Fucking A. <laughs> so imagine that this area right here is the workshop. Mm-hmm. Don't make fun of my wife's beer. Then there's a long hallway. He drinks it. Yeah, He's the only one that drinks it. I just less drew a, calories and three quarters of the big fun. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Why'd you have to give it one eye, dude? That's the the area in the center. Okay. It's a weird looking dick. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> you see that there's shelves along the walls. And you see that there are windows between the shelving units. Are the windows blown out? Like, I know you said the place is destroyed, but is it, like, completely, like, fucked, or the books are still on the shelf? Ironically, the the windows look to all still be intact. So, where's the where's the damage in this particular room that we're in? So, the lecture hall? Yeah, this is the lecture hall right here. Yeah. Well, they call it the, uh, the archives. Okay. And there's, like, uh, little pedestals also that have different things. You see that all along this hallway that that led to that archives. There were tapestries that were once hung. They're like 
laying on the ground now. In the workshop with all the benches and stuff where he would maintain a lot of the stuff that was on display, everything's been cast off and shattered. And out of the pedestals that were all around this room of the library, one of them had a bunch of broken shit, but there was an open space in the middle. It looked like there was dust all around it, and whatever was sitting on it didn't allow the dust to settle on top of that pedestal, which is when you made the observation that the something was missing. Okay. Other than, like, stuff being smashed around, this missing, uh, what is it called? The, the Sea Sage effigy. Does it look like there was some... Uh, searching or thrashing or whatever the beast was doing to like, try and get to this thing? Or is that really the only... Was there enough was? powder on the floor to leave? <laughs> like A powder trail? No, not even a powder trail, but I'm saying like... Okay, hang on a second. Talos, go ahead and make your check for what you want to do, and then I want you to make one too, Doc, for what you want to do. You want to look for... See if there's more powder on the floor. Hmm. Okay. Well, I just want to see how much powder there was. Okay. You go first, and I'll explain it. 25. 25, and you're looking to see if he just broke through everything and then grabbed this thing. From what you can tell Mm -hmm. with that perception check, it almost looked as though whatever was removed from here Mm -hmm. was removed first. Because you can tell right to the north of this room, one of those windows, it looks as though it has been moved slightly ajar. Because you can tell with that perception check that the dust on that sill has been moved. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Doc. So what I was going to do, I saw um, Talos investigating where the effigy was. I want to see if there was any, how much, I know he collected some, but how much powder there was and see if there was any kind of directional evidence. Not necessarily footsteps or something, but there was powder that was made, like, you know, someone right. swiped it and went, or was it claws that swiped it and went, you know? It looked as though whatever was here, the Sea Sage effigy, over time was just kind of starting to flake. That's what it looked like on the on that pedestal. Not as though something had broke it or had scraped it across or anything like that. That would be a deduction that this piece is probably very old. Did you want to do a thing in there? I just want to look at the, the mess that he made and see if... I want to look at the pretty pictures. Yeah. <laughs> See if there's anything. I mean, everything's just knocked over, right? Just ransacked, just tossed to the side, right? Everything's been tossed in this room. What's over of, in... Of... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, what's in... Before we entered the actual auditorium area? You said there was a bunch of uh, things that were... These are the... This is the workshop displayed. down here. Yeah, these are the tapestries that were hanging... You see along these benches in the workshop, you see other fine items of antiquity. You see uh, seeing orbs and other statues, uh, obsidian-bladed weapons. They're all been shattered and broken. Hmm. You can tell that there was, there, once, there was once a door here. No more. Like the door that led into the hallway that would eventually lead from the workshop to the library has been blown off its hinges. From which direction? Good question. Make an observation check. Investigation. It's a three. I need new dice. (laughs) The way it's laying, you can't tell. (laughs) What do you want to do over there, Erwin? Erwin's actually going to climb down to the center of the pit 
kind of just do a general perception check to see if I noticed anything from like the center of the room, like if anything other than the stuff that's been like strewn around, like if, if anything else looks like out of the ordinary. Okay. Do I make a perception check? 18. 18. From the lower portion looking up, you just see where all the students would stand in a stadium formation, but all the, uh, the railings that they would lean against and take their notes have just basically been broken. You don't see anything else abnormal, like no hidden clues on the walls or anything that you that you can tell from right here. Were those railings like metal? No, they were wood. Okay. Can I investigate the window that I saw that looked like it was a jar? I wanted to look for traces of, um, you know, any any sort of evidence of who could have, not even who could have, but um, how it was opened or... If, uh, uh, like traces of footprints that come out of it or anything like that. Okay. Um, what is this number? Uh, 26. Jesus. Uh, I'm very good at investigation. <laughs> so you want to look at the windows, right? Yeah. You can tell that all the other windows have clearly not been opened for some time. Only that one window mm-hmm. has been opened. You notice that there are scratches all over the walls. You see deep boot prints on the wooden flooring. You can make the deduction that whatever happened here happened after the statue was removed. And then uh, do I see any trace of that same powder or no? No. Okay. No, just what was on the pedestal. And then, sorry, one final question. Is the, the footprints, do I only see them on the inside or do I also see them on the outside? What do you mean the outside? The outside of the of, so like of the yeah. Building? When I look through the window, do I see footprints there as well? You do not. Okay. You see no footprints. In fact, oh. Alice wants to go back in the main auditorium and kind of see what the doc and and Talos are doing. Um, kind of in their area. Can I detect magic there? See if there's any anything that gives off an aura of some kind. Is that a it's a, a late, okay. It's a second level spell. Describe for me how that works. Um, yeah, it's like putting on night vision. And whatever little light there is gives a, a green glow, an aura of some kind. Uh, anything for within 30 feet. Okay. And where are you standing? Okay. You I, s- I assume this is a window, right? Uh. Yes, those are windows. This is the one where Talos is looking out of, the one to the north. Oh, okay. And the dock was somewhere over here as well, right? At this point, I'm I just, just kind of came up where yeah, you guys were Yeah, at this point, at. I'm just milling about. You get a, a light sensation kind of trickling all about, but you see, you feel something very heavy emanating from the direction of that window that Talos was looking out of. Uh, since I'm entering the room, Talos, what, what did you find? Uh, I found a number of footprints, some scratches. It looks like this is the only window that's been open in, in quite some time. I have a feeling that whoever took that effigy came into the window and left with the window or got help from the, the beast himself to pick up the effigy and then hand it to him and then he left. Uh, I'm not 100% sure which way he left or how, but I can't find footprints on the other side of this. Hmm. Well, the beast would have to leave footprints. Uh, walking out towards the window, uh, do I sense see anything outside the window? You Detecting don't see. Detecting magic out there? It's strong outside of the window, 
but you can't tell how far it goes out there. But you just feel it right at that window. Erwin, hmm. what are you doing? So now Erwin's climbed out of the pit. He's going to actually go towards the door and kind of inspect the, the tapestries that's kind of been ripped out. Okay. You know what? He's just going to do an investigation check to see which way the door is okay. breaking in. Thank you. <laughs> Failed. Uh-huh. The way it's laying partially in the center of the hallway and the workshop, it's it's difficult to discern which way it was, if it was blown in or out. As Erwin confusedly looks at the door, <laughs> the doctor is going to try as well. This? Doc, was the time of death? God damn it. 30 <laughs> Twelve. seconds to go. 12. Uh, you can't tell either, not with the way it's laying in there. Uh, all right, let me, let me take a look at this door. Uh, everyone's looking at this damn door. Um, but Talos is going to look at this door, but only as he leaves to go see the other side of this is the, of this window. Nope. He has no idea. He's like fucking... Okay. Walks right over it. Yeah, I walk, I walk over the door. I step on the door and walk through. So based on what you guys have looked at here, what else did you want to do in this area? Um, at this moment, the doctor doesn't want to specifically do anything, but I would like to talk to Crowl again at some point. Like right now? Or? Well, is everyone done poking and prodding around before I call him back here? So we don't look like we're... Uh, <laughs> I am technically not there because I, I went outside to... Well, okay, yeah, outside. so you're gone, but... <laughs> but I, I'm not looking like I'm poking and prodding. <laughs> okay, but um, uh, the doctor... Uh, Professor Crowell, uh, come back. He turns around and leaves the workshop, goes down the hallway and sees you guys still in the library lectern area. What are you gonna? What do you need help with? I, I have a I have a question for you. Um, my friends and I, uh, we were looking around this place, and there's a lot to take in here. We'd like to investigate it more. That is what she said. No. <laughs> you roll in the seat, not, you laugh. <laughs> not to me, but maybe to someone else. But, uh, you know, me, the, the four of us, uh, we've helped in the past and uh, back in Raven Grove with a similar situation. Do you need help with investigating what happened here? Or do you know if, if the town needs help investigating this? Uh, I and I would suggest you talk to the barrister, Capel. He would probably need your help. I and I don't know why he, the beast, stayed here. It was obvious to anybody who made the perception check that the doors were kicked in. <laughs> But the beast stayed here after whatever he did. He was just waiting in this room. The gods say when they came in, he was just staring out the window and they grabbed him and he snapped out of something and went Coco on them. Coco's bad. (laughs) We suspect foul play. Just by any chance, if the town doesn't want our help, as, as a man of science, well educated men as ourselves, uh, by any chance, could we have free passage to come back and help and visit? 
anytime. The place is open, obviously. The doors won't be repaired for probably two or three days. There's nothing in here to steal. Everything is broken. All right. I like your style, Professor. I like your moves. There's nothing to loot. But uh, I don't think it's so much about helping the town. Everybody here wants to see that thing dead. I think it's about helping the beast. What are your thoughts on the beast? You know, if somebody were to come in here and steal something, they would leave. There's no reason to stay after you've done that. I and I don't know how it got the Sea Sage effigy out and then came back in here. It makes no sense. How, how big was this effigy? Let me turn the page. <laughs> Fuck, I had it written down somewhere, too. Got him. You got me. <laughs> you fucking got me. Here we go. Well, the Sea Sage effigy, it was about 16 inches long, murky looking. It just, it, it was ugly as hell. I, every time I look at it, I make me shiver. It was this grotesque creature with writhing tentacles and it's fascinating to look at, but it, it was very gross. Like a kraken? Yeah, so definitely something you don't want to put in your prison wallet if you're just going to be standing there. <laughs> yeah, some, <laughs> so stash it. And uh, you said it was it was like opaque. Was it was it a solid it, it rock was, or a mineral? It was a murky green that shed this white film. You know, I I can't help but privately believe that this may depict something ancient, something from the gods back in the day. The only thing I could think is when I look at it, I and I almost hear whispers coming from it. It's a siren. Mm-hmm. Do you have tentacles? No. Normally they're beautiful. <laughs> Normally yeah, you should be drawn yeah. to them, <laughs> not grossed out by them. That's what I figured. But then again, what do I know? I just, uh, I, but, uh, I'm an old man. Is there any books? Or any other? <laughs> I got four more. You oh, want to right. check them out? Yeah, the four we return. But <laughs> I think we can always come back here, but I think we're done for now. As you got, guys. I got one last question. Um, so, like, the beast is like this created creature, right? Are you asking me or Crowl? Crowl. Yes. Do you know who created it? No. He... Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> it just appeared one day out of the Dimplemere Swamp, and it go back into the Dimplemere Swamp, and I don't know. Where, which way is that swamp? It is to the northeast. Gonna go to, to the To the northeast of, uh, of the town. Outside the town, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Road trip, boys. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> uh, professors, are there any, um, by any chance, is there any lodging here for us? Or can you recommend anywhere for us to stay, stay while we're in town? Well, there are some empty dorm rooms that uh, are available if you wish to stay here at the university. 
although you have to have somebody that was once a student or is a current student. Didn't you say you were? Yeah. Aren't you uh, rocking or the were you just I was. About I'm, not, I'm not here right now, but I was. I did say this, yes. Not here right now. Where are you? I'm outside. outside trying to investigate oh. the other side of the window. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it was just okay. the three of us right now. Okay. Talos, as you walked out, you noticed that Tonarx has a hammer in his hand and he's trying to fix the front door. He's been put to work by the professor. Way to go, boy. <laughs> you go Keep out. Walking. You go outside and you go around to the other side of the window. Tell me what you want to do out there. Erwin, uh, are you with him or are you still in the uh, in the library? No, he was talking to the Yeah, professor. it was the three of us. He bounced. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any evidence of anyone from the outside interacting with the um, uh, with the window or where they may have gone from there since I didn't see footsteps, footsteps on the ground. Maybe they climbed up or, or something like that. Okay, make a perception check. Uh, 17. 17. You see what appears to be some kind of a thread on the sill, like a dark-colored thread. Okay, uh, I will take that thread, um, and I know, <laughs> and I know Oust. You do. Mag- magic, He's right there. <laughs> uh, detect magic here, uh, so I will also cast detect magic while I'm out here to see if I can trace where this, where that ma- magic is coming from. And then something uh, Junior didn't mes- mention is that it also tells you what school of magic it is. Oh, it does. Yes. Oh, you're right. I cast this spell a lot. <laughs> Guess I didn't get that far in my reading. <laughs> you detect that it comes from the school of enchantment. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then, still. All right. Perfect. Uh, I think that's that's all I need for for now. Especially if I can't find any more footprints or any more um, evidence of where this person could have gone. So with that, I'll, I'll like return to the party. Okay, and where do you guys want to go from from here? You guys want to stay here? You guys want to where you want to go? Well, I just want to confirm if we can get at least for now, um, if we can get free lodging here in the empty dorms. That's nice. Just to know we have a place to crash. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. Hmm. He doesn't think that's a problem. And Especially then, if Talos has been a previous yeah, resident here. I don't know where, but I'm down to go explore some more. Maybe go back towards City Hall. Uh, go find Gustav, the stuttering, bumbling fool, apparently. See what we can get out of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that case, we'll see you next session. So much to do. Every time we get to the city, there's yeah, like long, a million things. Of stuff. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that five-star review. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. And be sure to check out the galleries. we got a lot of really interesting stuff posted there. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash roll the hard 20 podcast. There are ways for you to help out the show and pick up swag. 
So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass full as you roll those hard 20s. Uh, I heard about the, the first day. What the, the second day of trial, what time does that start? <laughs> Got him! <laughs> Hold on a second. Not saying I'm going to make it. I just want to <laughs> I would like to be there. Is I'm a fan of I, corporal punishment. Actually, I actually have this written down. Is it open open seating or reserved? Is there a VIP? <laughs> you just keep fucking talking. <laughs> First to die. Will there be playbills passed out beforehand with <laughs> all the actors? It doesn't have it. It's in my other book.